0: All right, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Acts, Acts of the Holy Spirit of God, in um, chapter 2, verses 1 through uh, 13. <coughs> now, this is not right exactly on time. It's supposed to be in on Pentecost Sunday, uh, but first thing and another has happened. It's been a little over 40 days um, since we celebrated Easter. But the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, (coughs) and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'm sorry, I've just got something in my throat. <clears> throat. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and in marvel, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear ye every man in his own tongue, wherein ye were born—Parthians, Medes, Elamites, the dwellers of Mesopotamia, and the Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, Perga and Pamphylia and Egypt—and in the parts of Libya, about Cyrene—and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes, and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongue the wonderful works of God and they were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another what meaneth all this others mocking said these men are full of new wine Lord Jesus help us to see the miracles that have taken place right here help us to see the miracles that take place in our lives every day and sometimes we simply overlook them I pray that you speak to our hearts, Lord, and make your presence known through us through the Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> I hope you noticed the, the miracles that uh, were found in this portion of God's word. The rushing wind, the fire, the praise, the prayers, the languages that were changed. We're thinking about this morning, the invasion of the Holy Spirit of God. And let me say this, I'll say it maybe later, but if I don't, I want to say it now. If you and I have not allowed the Holy Spirit of God to invade your life, to invade the privacy of your very soul, you need to do that today. You say, I don't understand that person. Listen, the Holy Spirit of God is the most misunderstood person of the three. It's no problem understanding God. He created this world. It's no problem uh, believing in Jesus who died on the cross for our sins. But what about that blessed Holy Spirit of God that lives in every born-again child of God? We're to listen to Him. He is our guide. He speaks to our hearts. He speaks to our souls. And I think sometimes, how do you separate the Holy Spirit of God from conscience? I don't know that you can. But the Holy Spirit of God is that person, is that third person of the Trinity that lives within our very hearts. Now, we're not going to move uh, this world by criticism nor by conforming to its ways. But listen, we can by the combustion of, of our lives that are ignited by the Holy Spirit of God, we can change the world. Now, we may not change the entire world, but let's think about the world where you live. Start with your own household. Men, I say men, I say ladies, is your household all saved? All the children, if they're old enough to know who Jesus is and what they've done, are they all saved? If not, Why not? That is, now again, if they are of age. What about the place where you work? As you walk into that place, if you're saved, you are allowing the Holy Spirit of God to invade that place when you share your faith. When people look at you and say, hey, I've noticed you, and I noticed you you pray before meals, and, and you do this and that, can you explain that? That's an open door for you to explain the Holy Spirit of God that lives within you. It's hard to explain sometimes. Rushing wind, tongues of fire, and the believers praising God. Now, according to the Scripture, these believers uh, did not feel the wind. They only heard the sound of the wind. And he called it a mighty wind. The tongues of fire was a powerful witness Of the church, because the church got its beginning right there when the Holy Spirit of God invaded no less than 120 who were gathered in that room in Jerusalem, that upper room. The language spoke was spirit led, they couldn't understand it. That was a miracle itself. When everybody's speaking the same language, and all of a sudden nobody's speaking the same language, and everybody who was there heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in their own language. That's nothing short of a miracle. God can do it today if it has to be. We talked about this a little bit Wednesday night. What makes an attractive church when people drive up? Oh, we're in a nice parking lot, so well marked? Look at the shrubbery, Oh, everything's so trimmed. Look at the grass. Wow, what a beautiful building. You walk inside, people meeting, greeting. Hey, what makes a beautiful church? The meeters and the greeters, somebody who's there. Who's giving out the bulletins? Who's welcoming you into the house of God? I want to be welcomed. When I go to a place of business, hey, not that I'm anybody, but I want to be noticed. Hey, we've got a consumer in the house. Can we help you? You know, it's amazing. Thank you, sir. It is amazing what God does. We are unaware of it. Wow. Mountain Dew. It was water. Thank you, Ray. But I want to be welcome. And when people come in, I want them to feel welcome. I can't go to everybody. As I looked around this morning, I tried to get all the way around. I looked, I saw some people that I didn't get to speak to. I'm sorry. If I didn't speak to you before the service, I'm sorry. Because I want to be the kind of pastor that lets people know, Hey, I'm glad you're here. And so you need to back that up by saying, hey, we're glad you're here. Is there somebody you would like to sit with? No, not particularly. Well, where would you like to sit? And take them to their seat. What makes an attractive church? Music? The preaching? The singing? All that stuff is good, but unless the Holy Spirit of God has invaded this place, it's just going to be another place just another meeting, just another song, but we need to realize and know that the Holy Spirit of God is present. He said we're two or three together. Jesus said, I'll be there. I'll be right there in the midst of it. And I think of all the things that took place on the, uh, the Pentecost Sunday, in case some of you may have missed this. From the time Jesus came out of the grave until he ascended back to heaven was 40 days. He told the disciples, he said, I want you all to go into the city, Jerusalem. I want you to go into the city, into the upper room, and wait on the Holy Spirit of God. They went. He didn't say how long it'd be, but they went. And the Bible says that they were there. They were fasting. They were praying. They were waiting. And 10 days later, which 40 and 10 makes 50, and that's where we get the cost from. Because the Holy Ghost came down and invaded that place that day. And every person in that room obeyed the Word of God. In fact, the Bible says they had all things in common. Common concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it makes no difference where we go. Hey, I mean, Lynn and I, we have been all the way to the other side of the world. Holy Spirit was there. Right here at home... The Holy Spirit is there. Wherever you go as a Christian, you carry the Holy Spirit of God with you. You do that. You carry that. And don't forget if you have allowed the Holy Spirit of God to invade your life, allow Him to invade somebody else's life through your walk with Jesus. Now, in one place, they continued in prayer. We've already talked about the place, the upper room. This was also the center of the early church, the scene of the Last Supper, the place of Pentecost, the purpose. When I think of the purpose that they had of waiting on the Holy Spirit of God, all of us need a purpose. I love to talk to our young people. What are your plans? You've graduated in college from high school now. What's your plans? And most of them, they know exactly what they're going to do and where they're headed. And I said, I'm glad you've got a dream. Keep on. Realize that dream until it happens. And then some said, oh, I'm so glad I'm away from test and study. And I said, no, you're just beginning. You are just beginning. Listen. For us as Christians, it is a test every day. The Bible talks about it. We need to study the Word of God. Not just preachers, deacons, Sunday school teachers, but every born-again child of God. We need to read God's Holy Word. Study His Word. You have an opinion. The Holy Spirit can speak to your heart just like anybody else's, that you might obey the Word of God. We see there the place and the purpose that they had was for allowing the Holy Spirit to come into their life and to start the early church. Prayer, simply communication with God. And I'm not talking about just praying over a meal. I'm talking about where Jesus said, enter into your closet, shut the door, and pray in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Now, what Door to close out the whole world, to get things out of our mind and get on, the, on what we're supposed to be praying for. You say, I don't really know what to pray for. Well, let me tell you something. I don't know how many names is on this prayer list, but I, I, here's a, an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, and it's just about full of names. You say, well, I don't know those people. You don't have to know them, but God knows them. He knows the situation. So as you go down the prayer list, you can simply pray. Hey, pray for so-and-so. They're in the hospital. They're having this done, that done. Or they're in the rest home. Pray for them. Can you imagine? Listen to me. Going from right here in this setting today, walking out of here, having a stroke or a heart attack, and end up in a rest home, unable to take care of yourself. And your mind thinks back, oh, I wished I had a. And you fill in the blank. There's no guarantee that we'll be back this afternoon. So allow the Holy Spirit to invade your life. When we think about prayer, prayer is the key to heaven. But faith in the Lord Jesus Christ unlocks the door. The second thing I want to mention is, they concentrated on the power. We read about a sudden sound of a mighty rushing wind. It was unseen. Not only was it unseen, but it was uncontrollable. It fell upon every one of them. Every one. It was uncontrollable. And on top of that, it was unavoidable. Now listen to me. When the Holy Spirit invades your life and mind. It is unavoidable. It is uncontrollable. Obey the word of God. Listen, the whole world might say you're wrong. But if you know the Holy Spirit of God is in you and living in you and speaking to your heart, you let them say what they want to as long as you know, hey, I'm God's child. I'm obeying him. I'm walking where he wants me to walk. And it doesn't matter what the world thinks. But they will see you. They will see your life. And they will think about it. And they will wonder about it. And they might even say, can you just explain to me how it is with you? And you do that. You do that for them. You do it for the glory of God. Some of us, the problem some of us have, I said us, is we avoid the Spirit of God speaking to our hearts. Oh, I'm just not going to listen to that. I I know that can't be so. I know it can't be. I'm just not going to listen to it. In praise and worship. If you want to raise your hand and hear it's okay. If you want to say hallelujah, it's okay. If you want to say amen, it's okay. A lot of folk just sit there, well, I started to say something. Why didn't you? What's wrong with saying anything? Well, I was taught as a child, you got to be quiet. Well, that's over with. You're not a child any longer. If God speaks to your heart, hey, it's okay. Somebody said, it's too quiet in here. Well, I can't help it. I'm doing my part. I need help. What would y'all have done a while ago if I had a strangle and fell flat on the floor here? Huh? Call, don't call 911 for goodness sake. We got enough in here that can, uh, I forget which one of the. Little boys said, what would you do if a preacher fell down in the pulpit? He said, i walk over and go, poof. They're all aware of it, you see. And it could happen. Hey, if I'm going to die while I'm alive, does that make sense? <laughs> I'd like me to be right here. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit of God is real. Listen, he lives in our hearts. He lives in our lives. He needs to control our lives. And when we're out there in public, what do we do? Well, sometimes I get, they say, you don't look like a preacher today. I said, I'm undercover. <laughs> you know, got undercover cops, why can't you have an undercover preacher? Just slip in amongst them. Well, you're not dressed like one. That's what one lady said, you don't, you're not dressed like a preacher. I said, well, what's he supposed to be dressed like? She didn't have an answer. <laughs> I had clothes on. I, I was dressed and ready for whatever need would come alive, come around. All right, another third thing about this invasion of the Holy Spirit. They celebrated the performance. You see, it was a performance. Look at verse 3. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Okay? And it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled. That means to the brim. That means all full with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. People say, what do you think about speaking in tongues? I have no problem with the person speaking in tongues only and if there's an interpreter. If there's no interpreter, you just as well be out trying to flap in your jaws at Highway 24 here and hope a car don't hit you. It is no good. It's a bunch of junk, okay? Hello? Now, if God leads you to speak in a different language... Hopefully, there's somebody there to interpret, or else it's no good. I've often thought in in my world travels and being around other languages. What if that person were to were to say in a, in a foreign language or other than my language? I'd love for you to tell me about Jesus. Hey, God spoke through a rock. He spoke through a rooster. He spoke through a donkey. He can speak through a you know what. I believe God would change my. Life to where I could share the gospel with that person if I was the last chance they had. I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. If God can do it once, he can do it twice. If he did it for them, he can do it for us. Don't sell the Holy Spirit of God short. I mean, we worship and praise God. We worship and thank Jesus. Well, where is the Holy Spirit being thanked? Thank you, Lord, for allowing the Holy Spirit to invade my life and live within me. It's a performance that God wants to us to celebrate every day. Now, as we think about celebrating, listen, three simple things. No explanation of it. It's hard to explain how God could perform surgery on my heart and yours and in in place the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit in there, and not leave a, a scar. There's no explanation of it. Listen. If God's spoken to your heart, there's no exemption from it. No exemption. And when we think about that, we, all, we need to allow, and listen, there's no experience like it. There is no experience like when God speaks to your heart through the Holy Spirit, and you respond, and you see the results. There is no experience like it. Now listen, we don't have to wait on the Spirit of God to come. It's already here. Thank the Lord we're not sitting in an upper room somewhere praying, hoping he's going to come. He's already here. He invaded that little church crowd there in that upper room. And he hasn't left yet. Jesus said he'll never leave us. Jesus couldn't be everywhere when he walked around on this earth. So he sent the Holy Spirit that can be with us everywhere we go. That's how he could say, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Well, I think what a day that'll be when my Jesus, I shall see. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, I can't can't get it in my mind what kind of day that's going to be. Well, why did God do this? Why did he send the Holy Spirit? Listen, uh, you can look back at the Tower of Babel. Man's idea was, hey, we'll build us a tower, man. We'll build us a ladder We can go from heaven, um, from earth into heaven and back and forth like we want to, when we want to. And so they began to build it. It was man's idea. Well, it wasn't man's idea that the Holy Spirit come, but God sent the Holy Spirit. Okay? Those people who were building that tower, hey, God said, hey, we all have gone far enough. So what did he do? He confused the language. Nobody spoke the same language. Nobody understood what their job was and what they were supposed to do. So the work on the tower ceased. You know what happened to the people? They were scattered, and the language began. And on the day of Pentecost, God brought that back. He he took that... Speech, that language, he changed it into everybody where everybody could hear. They weren't scattered. They were brought together. They had everything in common. They loved one another. They went from house to house breaking bread and praying. What are we supposed to do? We're to do exactly what I just said, but verse 42 backs that up. And they continued steadfastly. The word steadfastly means without ceasing. Steadfastly means without letting up. Steadfastly means I'm going to share the gospel wherever I go, wherever I am. Continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, the word of God, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. I praise God for this simple miracle of the Holy Spirit invading those people that day. And he hasn't ceased to invade people's life all the way up to this morning. I beg you, I challenge you, if the Holy Spirit, if you have not allowed the Holy Spirit to invade your life, I'd do something about it today. This is for everybody, but I just want to speak to you young people. Listen, some of you... Are getting close to next year, be graduating high school. Some of you done graduated now. Some of you in college. Soon you'll be graduating in college. What are you going to do for Jesus? In your class, whether it be college or high school, elementary, wherever it is, what are you doing to share the gospel of Christ with your friends? I had a friend week full last, want another one of our classmates to die with cancer He was at our last reunion this past year. He's gone. He'll not be back here anymore. What are we doing? The place where we work. The place where we hang out. Concerning the Holy Spirit of God. Don't sell him short. If God leads, I'll continue next week to try to explain when they said these people are full of new Wine. They were, they were the new wine of the Lord Jesus Christ in being saved, being filled with the Spirit, and speaking the gospel message to everybody. May we do it today. If not today, why not? If not today, when? We're going to spend eternity somewhere. And I trust if you're saved, hey, we're going to be in heaven together when we all get to heaven. But the thing about it is, not all are going. Make sure that you have the Holy Spirit of God living in your soul. Lord Jesus, thank you for the privilege to call you our Father. Thank you for the privilege to be in this place today. And Lord, I thank you so much. Lord, I know I'm not what I ought to be. I know I'm not all I'm going to be. But I pray that you'd help me in where I am in my walk with you. to stay in step with you, to be in tune with you, to not let anything hinder me from sharing your precious word. Father, speak to those that are lost in here today. Let them know, Lord, today's the day. Tonight may not come for them. I pray that you speak to their hearts and give them courage to come forward. If anyone needs to pray, just come to the altar and pray, Lord, give them courage to come. If anyone feels the need to join our fellowship today, give them courage to come. And Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.